Trav, my guy. Jake, Trav what's Mag- up? Trav Maga, the ancient. Uh, Trav Maga, I like Trav that. Maga. I think I could uh, turn that doing? into a shirt and sell it. Oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> all, all things I speak on this podcast are uh, the, these ideas are my property. I'm sure. So, uh, I'm sure all of I'm the. Need, the I'm gonna need com- you to fork over at least a subway card uh-huh. with three stamps on it for that. I'm sure all the comedians I work with of the Jewish faith would seriously uh, enjoy that shirt as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. But you never know. What's You're up? On, What's uh, new? Welcome everyone. Late to the party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. I'm Travis. Uh, we're a day late and a dollar short, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, it was it was a holiday, right? Yeah, it was a holiday. It didn't feel much like so, a holiday. It, yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it's hard because I've been home for two months now, so I <laughs> I don't know how to really differentiate. Right. No, I get it. <clears throat> Actually, I don't. I've been working, so I don't know. I'm off this week. I took some time off to do some stuff around the house, get my yard looking half decent. So yeah, I'll know what it's like, I guess. Yeah, been, after taking been a week off. On that. I just I, uh, I realized the other day uh, I'm not going to be going on any vacations. There's nowhere to go. I'm not going to be taking time off to go do shows anywhere because not enough places are open. So I was like, eh, maybe I'll take some time and work on the yard. Why not? Yeah, I, I uh, ordered a dumpster, a 15 yard dumpster, and ooh, I uh, I I, did, I forget. Did I tell you about um, the bramble in the back of my garage? Uh. Uh-uh. This is a fascinating tale. Track. You got a bramble? So, um, it's somewhat. Uh, so uh, last fall, the last shout of our giant tree that was in our yard before we had that removed. Uh, for, we had it removed for two reasons. One, the root system was kind of wreaking havoc on like my sprinkling system. And I'm pretty sure there's a few cr- cracks in my uh, driveway that were that damn tree pushing things around. Yeah, they get underneath there and they push it right up. The other thing that was the biggest bummer was about four or five times a year, it just takes the most gigantic. Like think about, think about you've had a huge dinner. uh, You wake up in the morning, you have a nice coffee and like, you know, uh, something else that gives you the runs. That is how hard my tree dumps leaves, <laughs> dump leaves about four or five times a year. Ah. And it was just, it was just a nightmare cleaning up. Cause you know, we got, we got our one garbage can from the government mm-hmm. that they come get on a weekly basis. I'm sure I could get two, but even, even with two, it's just anytime that tree would dump, we had 10 or 12 bags of leaves wow. that can't go anywhere. Burn them. So, Burn the so leaves. last year, we started throwing it behind our, our garage thinking, well, we're going to, we'll try and get these out as we can. And then like, you know, like responsible adults, we just forgot about it. You know, I was burning some leaves today. Oh yeah. I just do it in the fire pit. Quote unquote leaves. (laughs) No, some actual like leaves and sticks and stuff. Having that kind of a vacation day. If you put it in your (laughs) fire pit, it's fine. But if you're just burning weeds, then it's not okay. So, but I had it in a fire pit, so it's fine. So, uh, yeah, we, um, so it, here's the, here's the capper though. Uh, there's a Lutheran church behind my house and, uh, bordering that we have a big cinder block wall and then a, a larger fence that has a bunch of vines through it. Ah, so now, just dump them into the vines. 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just throw them into the vines. The vines Howdy, return neighbor. to nature. <laughs> so um, uh, a few months ago, I don't know when this happened. A few months ago, just trucking around my house because it's a you know, detached garage. I don't think much about what's going on behind it. I was walking through you know, somewhere in the yard and noticed someone had come along and trimmed a bunch of the <clears throat> a bunch of the kind of dead vines, the kind of bramble of it, and just dumped it in our backyard. <laughs> nice. And I don't know if it was someone clearing out for the Lutheran church. I don't know if it was like, cause we have also have a lot of cables running like a, a phone line and then a bunch of cables. We have uh, T-Mobile come and, you know, have guys kind of, sometimes they ask, sometimes they don't to come in their backyard. It kind of so sounds like something was... a person would do if they're helping somebody with something and not necessarily living next door to the person. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds like a third well, party mean, thing to happen. I just don't. And that, that's just the part of it is I don't really know. I didn't really know how to, who to complain to about it because well, I did. You just you have know, to punish everybody. And, yeah. So <laughs> I've been, I've been pooping on a lot of doorsteps. It's, you know, you got to make sure you get through. the right person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that, it, the ones that it's not right. They understand. It almost but, sounds uh, like sounds like the the day that was leading up to the trailer we just saw. We just watched uh, yeah. the guy. <laughs> Travis, we're going <laughs> to talk about courtesy taps in a minute. <laughs> but uh, we, so yeah, I uh, home just home all damn day, all ding dong day. So I rented a fifteen yard uh, dumpster, and I've just been beating the hell out of that for the last few days. And uh, I will I will also second you that my body's is straight up shutting down <laughs> on me. It's the kind of thing it's out in front of your house and you like stand out there. So when the neighbors go by, you go rented a dumpster. You have to tell everybody, Hey, I rented a dumpster. Oh, no. uh, I'm paranoid. I say it with more of like, Hey, I rented a dumpster, not your dumpster. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, so, I'm yeah, going to bring can... some garbage over tonight. I know where you live. I'm going to throw some garbage oh, in the dumpster. <laughs> it's well, only, it's only an hour of... drive. It's worth it. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, and also I, I got rid of, uh, I got rid of our fridge in that too. Our fridge that crapped out on us. And, oh, there you yeah, go. it's been, it's been a pretty worthy cause. But, you know, uh, there was a time, uh, it's when I, I think I was high school age, maybe, maybe just out of high school. And my mom told me, go take this garbage and go throw it in the garbage at the, the middle school. I was like, I think that's against the law. She's like, just go throw it away. It's fine. Our garbage is full. Just throw it in there. So I did it. And then I started getting phone calls from uh, oh, wow. from the um, custodian. I know you, you threw away, your huh? garbage in the dumpster. <laughs> you do it again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the cops. I'm going to call the police to come come arrest you for throwing garbage in. Because I, I had bills or something in there. So I had my name on it. So, so you went back and you took a dump on his doorstep, right? Didn't have to. You're not going to let him cross you. Didn't have to. He was he was basically like American Willie from The Simpsons. What are you going What are you going to do to make his life worth worse? You know. Yeah. You just okay. it, at that point you just got to go. You're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done it. I apologize. If you're in the wrong, that's the thing about nowadays. If if you're wrong, just say ah yeah. You know what? You're right. I was wrong. Sorry about that. And then life goes on. It's not like life stops if you have to apologize. It was it was one of those things where I was wrong, so I said, "Oh yeah, sorry about that. I won't do it again." And he was like, "Oh, I don't, okay, all right. Well, all right, thank you." 
do you okay so if you uh, let, <laughs> if say uh, let, let's say in a theoretical perfectly hypothetical uh situation that you're you're in your truck mm-hmm. and you're the light turns green you don't go right away <laughs> and someone behind you honks really bad and then drives around you if you pull up next to them and demand an apology in a, a very a very comical southern accent if they say sorry at that point do you think that you're really going to just call it you're going oh okay bye-bye mm. or do you think you're still going to be mad enough to say uh steal her phone and beat up her boyfriend I mean, sometimes this is a hypothetical situation. Yeah, hypothetical. I think for me, I would not even get that mad about it. To be honest with you, I've yeah. had bad. I've had bad experiences with uh, road rage and stuff like that. So I, I like to think that I've learned enough not to do it anymore. <laughs> I've had, I had one out of control incident, and um, yeah, I had one guy that cut me off. And then I went around and I went into a, a parking lot and he was still at the stoplight and I honked at him and he looked over at me and I flipped him off. And then <laughs> he like runs the red light, comes into the parking lot, comes flying up to me, slams on his brakes right before he hits like our, our car. And I get out of the, the car and go walking toward him and he pulls away. <laughs> I was like, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. But that was an incident where my wife was there. I had a baby with me. I think my was cousin... She, was she mad at you? Oh, yeah. She was mad at me. And my cousin was inside. It was actually a, at a Sizzler. And my cousin happened to be there just out of the blue. And she saw the whole thing happen. And she goes, what did you do? I was like, well, he didn't get out of the truck, did he? No, he drove away. <laughs> which is exactly uh, what I, I had a, I had an incident in my 20s where... Uh, um, I was at home and my dad, my dad got a call from my sister that she was driving home and I don't really remember the ins and outs of it. It was something of a situation where she like cut off a guy and he started honking at her and she flipped him off and at a light, he had gotten <laughs> out of his car wow. to, to come, you know, have words with her. And my sister rolled down her window and spit on him and took off. Wow. And she had called my dad to let him know, hey, this guy's following me. I'm going to come home. <laughs> and so my dad, uh, he said, Jake, you wait here. And went and got in his truck and kind of drove because we live in a, my parents live in a cul-de-sac. Mm -hmm. And he got in his truck and drove kind of off to the opposite end of the, you know, the street when you get out of it. Well, I'm sitting in the house and my sister pulls in and as she's pulling in, another car is kind of behind her. And just as it's about to pull in the cul-de-sac, my dad's truck comes roaring out and kind of cuts him off. And my dad gets out of the truck and I can see him having, having words with someone in a car. Well, I, as I'm, as I'm sitting there and I'm watching and I'm thinking about like, well, what if, what if me and my dad weren't home? What would have happened? And as I'm thinking about, you know, my sister who, you know, didn't do anything to, she didn't, she didn't, uh, you know, she didn't try and stop Russell Crowe from following her home. <laughs> she, uh, kind of provoked this person, but, but still I'm thinking like, what, what's, if, you know, what, what could have been the end of this? If she hadn't made it home, what was this guy going to do? And I'm getting madder and madder and madder. I'm like, bah! and I storm out of the house and I walk down to the end of the street and, uh, this guy's sitting in the car. My dad's kind of pointing his finger at him through the, through the, uh, 
you know, cracked, uh, cracked window. And the guy's kind of laughing at my dad. And I look at this guy and I look at his car and I look at this guy and I look at his car and I look at this guy and I look at his car and I throw a two fisted haymaker into the hood of his car. Wow. <laughs> and, and just point at him like a macho man savage. <laughs> Get out of the car. <laughs> I've punched a and, hood before. <laughs> uh, you know, I should not have done that, Trav, but mm-hmm. I got to tell you, it felt really good. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I've so had situations. My dad. Oh, you're still yeah. telling your story? Okay, go oh, ahead. I finish. Just, just a little button on the end as I walk over and I'm screaming at him like like a like a sane person in front of people in my neighborhood. I'm, you know, <laughs> come on out. Come on. Out. I'm going to I'm going to talk to you. And the guy looks at me and starts going, <laughs> well, way to buy me a new hood. And I go, look, bud. I am a okay with that, but we're going to go to a court of law where you're going to tell a bunch of, you know, a, a bunch of people why you're following my sister home. Then right. I'll pay for the car. I'm fine with that, but you're going to tell a judge what you were doing before I pay for it. While you were harassing and, a minor. And while I'm looking at him, I look down and see a wedding ring on his, his finger and I go, Oh, you're married. You get to go home and tell your wife what happened to your car. This is precious. <laughs> And it was sometime around then that a, a police officer pulled up and said, you go, go back to your house. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just after like a half hour, that guy left and the police officer came back. And, and I, I, I always remember her looking at me going, you really shouldn't have done that. Don't do things like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll be good. And that was, that was the dumb thing that, cause you do. Those kind of things, you know, as Russell Crowe has taught us, you don't know. It's just better to leave those things be and take the L. Like, you don't know how viscerally someone is going to react. It's it's not the, you know, it's like whenever I hear someone advocate for, you know, oh, people just, some people just need a smack in the jaw. Like, yeah, they do, but you don't know what their reaction is going to be. Like, yeah, you right. can give them a smack in the jaw, but they're not necessarily going to, oh, I guess you're right. They might just. You know, they might just—they might hit you with their car. You know. <laughs> yeah, I—I I, I remember. I remember situations where my dad used to get into a lot of road rage, and I remember one time he like went into the the parking lot at uh, I think it was Valley Fair Mall in West Valley, Utah, and you know he gets out of the car. This oh, other yeah. dude gets out of the car. I'm with him, and I was probably I don't know 17 at the time, and I, it seemed like a couple guys got out of the other car. And I was like, okay, this isn't good. So I get out of the car, and my dad's 5'9", or at least he was then. You know, I'm like six foot three at the time, probably 280. <laughs> and I got out of the car, and those guys shut up pretty quick. Oh. I was like, you, you, I'm a minor, so <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? The, the other thing that I don't think about, and I didn't know any of our neighbors well enough to, to be able to ask him, but I don't think about, like, yeah, like, I – I have a specific memory of how that story played out. I try not to think too much about probably how it looked to a bunch of neighbors seeing me go, <laughs> you know, ape shit on this guy's car. <laughs> and the, the, the best example I can think of of that, of uh, there was a video that went around a year or two ago of two women fighting in a Walmart. <laughs> and one of the most kind of sad things, like, was funny for just a second, but it immediately became really depressing of these two are fighting. And one of the women has like a five-year-old son mm. who at first you can tell is really, really traumatized by his mother fighting. But then like her mom gets the upper hand and the kid 
the kid literally grabs a bottle of shampoo and starts hitting the woman the other woman in the head with it. I thought you were going to say squirted like, it on the floor and they both fell that, to the ground. <laughs> yeah, yakety sax play. <laughs> no, but it, it it really bummed me out of like, this is what this kid's life is. Like, he he did it in a way that I'm like, this isn't the first time you've seen your mom getting a dust <laughs> Yeah, for sure. He, yeah, so he, probably, I, he probably got in trouble for not helping out. Yeah, I try not to do things like that anymore. I mean, that was... That was at least a decade or more ago. So I feel like the whole world is on the brink of a mental breakdown. <laughs> oh, I, I will tell you, um, anytime I end up going to the store and see people not wearing a mask or like getting close to me, like I really clench up inside and and try not to to, you know, lose it on this person because mm-hmm. it's it, it ain't difficult. No, it it's difficult not to just do the stuff wearing a mask. I kind of, I've come to the conclusion it's kind of like in the '80s when everybody was crying that they had to start wearing seatbelts, that it was infringing yeah. on their freedoms and blah 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 blah. Maybe if we would have just let those people not wear their seatbelts in the '80s, there would be less people that didn't want to wear a mask right now. Travis, you make a strong point. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I'm interested in your cause, and I would like to subscribe to you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I just don't get it. Like, I've said it on here before. It seems to me wearing a mask is probably the best thing for the economy. So if you really want the economy open, if you really want to go be able to do stuff and live your life as normal as possible, putting a mask on is the simplest way for that to happen. So yeah. to me, it'd be like, do you really want everything open? Because if there's a huge spike, they're going to close things down again. States will do it. I know Trump says he's not going to do it, but he won't have to. He didn't do it the first time. The states did it. Well, he's not the one that closed things down. He knows he can't constitutionally make a state close things down or open things up. So I people would, just wear a mask. It's yeah. what is it? A half an hour, maybe it you'll live, you'll survive. Yeah. If nobody's around you, you can pull it down. That's fine. As, as soon as, Somebody comes around, you put it on. It's just a base. It's like no shirt, no shoes, no service. It's just a, it's a common sense, I don't know, health department issue at this point. Just, just like wearing your dirty feet, walking around a store is bad for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody wants to see uh, your hobbit toes. I have been so religious about that stuff. And on Saturday... I uh, went to Bumblebee Grill and got some K-pop fries, and I got most of the way there and realized I hadn't brought my mask with me, and, and I felt and you know what? like the biggest piece of garbage that, in the universe. When that I does happen. Just grab my food. That does happen where people just just forget, you know, and that's going to happen. Yeah. That's fine. It it's the people that are like, I ain't going to wear it. Nobody can make me wear it. It's like, come on, like, why are you why are you taking this stand? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It's just people being difficult. Anyway, we were talking about Russell Crowe. Yeah. So, <laughs> His new movie, Unhinged. But, <laughs> Onion Hinged. Onion Hinged. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think of that? My, my take on it is someone went, someone watched Falling Down and said, mm, mm-hmm. not far enough. Yeah, that, it is kind of what it reminded. And you know what? Maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody will watch it. If one person watches it and goes, Oh, I should probably like calm myself down in situations like this so I don't take it to that extent. If one person watches it and thinks that, I'd say that's a win. 
it, it looks like a movie I personally wouldn't watch because I don't like that uncomfortable confrontation. I'm not a big confrontation guy myself. So I definitely don't want to watch it. Like you texted me last night and said Uncut Gems is on Netflix. And I looked at it for a second and I was like, nah, I don't think I can do it. It's just I know basically how it ends and it, it, it does not end well. And I don't I don't know. It just I don't like it gives me the ooky feelings. So I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, um, I think I might watch Uncut Gems again. Wow. I have a minute. And what I would say when I have a minute, that, that's the, the key ingredient is the when I have a minute part. Right. And you know what? Because, uh, I'm glad I've Adam been... Sandler kicked butt in it. And I'm glad he's wearing a Lando Calrissian shirt. And maybe someday I'll see it. But maybe just not right now. <laughs> well, that, that's how he wins. That's how he wins? Lando? He's gone yeah. full Lando? Yeah. It was no, the two year I... anniversary yesterday of, of Solo. Did you know that? Was it? So uh, Make Solo 2 Solo Happen was trending on Twitter. Uh, okay. It, I mean, it's not going to happen, but <laughs> it didn't make no, enough money. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where any of that stuff is at this I would, point. I would like to see a Solo uh, series on Disney+, Plus, whether it was live action or animated. Sure. I think they could do a lot with that. That would be cool. Anyway, Unhinged so, looks, uh, looks intense. Unhinged. Unhinged looks like something from the '90s. It really yeah. looks like something from the '90s, like a B movie. It it's a morality I mean, play. Of, is it? That's I think so. Honestly, from what I've seen of that trailer, which that trailer seems like it's shown most of the movie, but I don't. I wish that there wasn't any kind of reason to feel bad for Russell Crowe's character, which is something they seem to be promoting as well. He had a something. Either his wife is dead or his wife left him. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know that it's going to make you feel bad for him. He seems pretty unredeemable with what he's doing. His reaction to getting honked at, anyway. <laughs> but uh, it just the the stuff where he keeps bringing out his ring and like holding his head and stuff feels like it's kind of like, well, you know. I mean, I, I guess that's maybe not the worst thing in the world, too, if they could. I don't imagine they're going to do it, but if they definitely tried to say, like, you know, mental illness is a real problem, and uh, people shouldn't just bear their problems alone. They should really reach out and get the help they need. I, I just don't think that's going to be the well, uh, the story they're telling I with think, the new, the with the, the barrel that is now known as Russell Crowe. I think there's a couple, I mean, there's a couple reasons to see it. Like, one mental illness is a thing and you never know who you're gonna be messing with maybe you'll mess with somebody that's like like honking at somebody the way she did and then not apologizing most people would have been like hey you know what's your problem most people wouldn't have rolled the window down at all i wouldn't have but yeah uh, you never know who you're who you're starting something with is a lesson there and also just road rage like I'm pretty mild mannered most of the time. You are too, but I know we've both talked about like having road rage incidents or somebody cutting you off, and you fly off the handle when you're behind the wheel of a car sometimes. So I don't know. It's it's always a good reminder um, just to say, hey, maybe I should just calm down. It's I'm not it's pretty, not the end of the world. I'm pretty forgiving of ignorant driving. Uh, as was the case, like if, if someone like, I, I probably would have done a courtesy tap because I don't, you know, shit happens. People 
make mistakes on the road, that's fine. It's it's aggressive drivers, which uh, I only assume Russell Crowe with that truck would be like aggressive people who don't who don't use their signal, who weave in and out of traffic because you know they're in the Fast and the Furious, right? And, and you know it, it's it's that kind of guy that's weaving in and out, in and out of traffic. Like if there's any little space, he's taking it so he can get ahead faster, and then you catch up to him at the off ramp, right? Yeah, that's the stuff. thing about stuff like that is uh, I'll notice like if I if I pass somebody on, you know, on like a two lane highway or something because I have to drive on those sometimes and then I get stuck at the light and then they're right behind me at the light and I'm like, well, I guess it wasn't worth passing them. I could have just stayed behind them. It's, it's up there with the mask thing where it, it puts me on edge because it's like you are you are going out of your way to drive like a like a prick. Like well, people yeah, people feel powerful behind the wheel of it. a car. Yeah. I remember yeah. there's a, there's an old Goofy video. It's probably on Disney Plus, and it's Goofy driving a car and feeling road rage. And it was it talks about how people feel empowered when the, they're behind the wheel of a car. That was in the 40s, and it huh. was an issue back then. And the cars only went like 35 miles an hour, I'm sure. So <laughs> I don't know. Yesterday, or maybe it wasn't yesterday, I was driving, and my wife was in the passenger seat, and she goes – the woman in the car next to us is driving while cutting something with scissors. <laughs> <laughs> that was on I-15. So <laughs> people are crazy. That's that's the, the moral of the story. Are you saying people be cray? People be cray cray. Unhinged looks intense. I'll say that. It looks intense. Uh, it, it, I would not say. Oh, also featuring the... One of the worst trends ever to hit movies slash games in the slowed down cover of a usually 90s song. I don't even, I don't what was the you, song? I don't even remember. It was uh, Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana. <laughs> right. Okay. <So. laughs> no, not Heart Shaped Box. That's, that smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Never it's just that. Like like shows now or games now, like some dramatic post-apocalyptic scene and it's a mm -hmm. really slow kind of dirge and I used to think maybe you loved me, but maybe, I don't know. How does how does Walking on Sunshine go? I think Johnny Cash started it with Hurt. Honestly, what started it was uh, this is I, I feel like you can trace it back to this is the original Gears of War. Um, oh, what is that song? Oh, Mad World. Oh, they did Mad uh, World. Matt all they they did a are familiar that was the, that was Johnny Cash singing Mad World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was Mad World. And I think that was even a cover of Mad World that was on that. My but son had only a, heard that version yeah. and then he heard the Tears for Fears version. He's like, "This is the original version? That wasn't an original song?" I was like, "Yeah, the it's the same lyrics, but it's not quite as depressing even though the words are still depressing." Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I haven't heard the original version. Oh, whatever. It's Tears for Fears. Yeah, it's that, good. It's, it's a little a, more upbeat. I think the worst one was uh, um, Bullet with Butterfly Wings on the, uh, <laughs> like you're watching the Rampage thing and like a big alligator flies by and you hear like, the world is a vampire. <laughs> boom, boom, Get the hell boom, out of here. Boom, boom. Uh, yeah. It so, uh, <laughs> hey, unhinged, coming through. 
Trav, when it, when was Black Widow supposed to be in theaters? Is it supposed to have been out yet, or is yeah, it, did think, they really just start? I think it was early May, way, wasn't it? I have no idea. And now it's October. I want to say. If only, if only I had an electronic device that I could look at that. It's not important. It's not out yet. Apparently, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in it, though. Uh, okay. Because it, ta- it takes place right after uh, uh, Civil War. So that's why she's still alive. That, and yeah, so, so the other heroes will still be around, too. So I think it's probably just a cameo huh. or something, something short. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that stands to reason, but it's it just uh, it feels weird considering that I, I thought it was like the end of his contract, which was kind of why. Why, I mean, uh, they probably offered him ten million dollars for ten yeah. minutes or something. I guess that's <laughs> it's its release date is now November sixth, and I'm I'm trying to figure out what the original one was. I'm sure he'll come on screen and say something very poignant that uh you know because he and Natasha both oh, yeah. end up dying in Endgame. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen that yet, but uh, I'm sure it'll be some sort of inside thing to make people go oh. Oh, <laughs> you know, turn into Paul Bear. Oh, I'm going to be talking about The Undertaker, so get ready for that. So the original release date was April. Oh, it was April, April 24th. Okay. Yeah. Well, things changed. Every the world changed. Everybody. I don't know if the you world noticed. Changed. The world is now a vampire. The world is a vampire. Still a good riff. I remember I, one time. I, I remember one time in the '90s when that song was new. Uh, Bret Hart quoted that song on <laughs> Monday Night Raw. He came out and said, "Even though things didn't go my way, and I'm still trying to get my championship back, in spite of my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage." <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> even though I didn't get my my belt back, the world is definitely a vampire. <laughs> yeah, uh, I that I always struggle with that. I, I I think I had even told you on the show was uh, Billy Corgan was once on X ninety six being interviewed, and the there was the whole uh, urban legend dumb thing that he was the kid from Small Wonder. I remember that. Yeah. That. They asked him about that on the air, and he, his answer was, "No, I'm definitely not that kid. But I, <laughs> sometimes I wish I would, I was, because I'll bet he had a better life than me." And it, <laughs> that was a, that was like like a guillotine cutting off any interest I could ever have in Smashing Pumpkins or oh. Billy Corgan specifically. Oh, I still. Like Kiss is a really good album. <laughs> yeah, it is. They were they were a great band, man. They were a great I, band. Hey, there, what was the other one? It was the uh, Marilyn Manson was the oldest brother from Mr. Belvedere. That was the other urban legend out there. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and then and, he looks similar. He got caught. He got caught. He got bit by the uh, remove his ribs urban legend. Oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> probably got the uh, rest of the emergency one room one too. In certain uh, well, that was certain Britney Spears, but before books. that, I think it was originally Rod Stewart. Uh, I've heard Rod Stewart. I well, people have said Rod Stewart. I've heard that was said about David Bowie. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely in junior high school heard it about certain members of New Kids on the Block. I know that happened. 
So, oh, people in their urban the power, regions. The, that stuff is fascinating to me. I, and I'll bet that there is some kind of uh, documentation out there of how that stuff, like, how does something like that spread to where basically everyone, everyone had heard that? Like, pre-internet, how is it that nationwide everyone has has that uh, urban legend going through like junior high schools of it's got to be you know, somebody Marilyn Manson took out some some ribs so he could SD. It's got to be some sort of like somebody in the business is like, hey, did you hear this? Whether or, they um, actually heard it or not, and then it uh, just spreads. So and so told me, yeah, Richard Gear. So and so told me this, or that's how stuff. I mean, that's kind of how things, even without social media now, like. I read something and I immediately go, you know, I see some people at work or, or at the comedy club. I'm like, well, this is an article I read. I didn't read it. I read the headline and I'm acting like I'm an expert on it. Well, this is what I read and blah, 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 blah. Uh, that's just how that's human nature is you, you read, you get one ounce of, in, of uh, you <laughs> know, information about you, something and you start spouting like, like you've studied it for 20 years. This is how you get Fox News. Yeah, well, that's how I'm guilty of it. I do it. I do it too, and I I think it's ridiculous. And I usually catch myself halfway through going, "Oh, I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Why did I yeah, even bring this up?" Yeah, that kind of that stuff kind of terrifies me because i I try to uh, I I try to maintain you know some semblance of uh, you know uh, of respectably vetting the news that i consume Mm -hmm. but it's it's so hard to know well it's hard to know anything nowadays you never know what's real and what's not even if you go to a news source you're like is this really real or are they because they make mistakes now and they never retract it either when when somebody does make a mistake they just move on and tell a new story they don't go back and say hey remember this thing we reported on we were wrong about that sorry everybody so I don't know who to trust anymore. <sighs> so, uh, Trav, I yeah. accidentally had uh, something of a of a week of watching a little bit of a few things that strangely turned out to be sort of a a slight trip of uh, people that Travis knows. Oh yeah. Oh, I think uh, I know one you, of them. Yeah, I, I texted you immediately because. Because we both liked Holy Moly. Yeah, I watched this last night, so I did not have a chance to quite fit. I, <laughs> I got, I boy, I am, I am so bad at finishing stuff lately. Um, I got caught up just after the woman who uh, could not bring herself to get through the windmills. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. But yeah, you know, let's let's not get into that stuff yet. Let's talk about the production value this season. They've, way up. They've gone full wipeout. Um, I was sad to find out that Steph Curry was not going to be animated during the whole thing. Oh, really? Uh, it was better. Animated Steph, animated Steph Curry, so much more expressive and full of personality than actual ass Steph Curry. I mean, he was animated uh, clear at the end. Like, you know, when they give him the green jacket and stuff? Yeah. That's all animated. Really? Yeah. So I was, so Gabe, my son Gabe and I were watching. And that, that animated one comes up, and I'm like, wow, okay. I'm like, wow, is Steph busy? But he starts animating. I'm like, oh, man, this one's <laughs> this one's way more animated than Steph Curry. <laughs> and then it has a segment where they interview Steph Curry, and it gets in. I'm like, did you see that, Gabe? He's like, what? 
did you notice he did not move his arms a single time <laughs> as opposed to or, or kind of change his expression as opposed to the animated one yeah but, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's an improvement nothing against the guy he's a great basketball player but not everybody is uh hey, super Travis, exciting We've discussed, you know, we've discussed the the whole concept of, you know, maybe people who aren't good at being hosts, you know, maybe they shouldn't be hosting things. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So, but they've gone but, full, um, like, like I said, full wipeout. There's, you remember how, remember the last yeah. hole last season? Did you make it that far? Yeah. That's basically um, like no, a regular no, hole now. Season. So now they, they, they hit a ball. It goes down this little Plinko thing. And then they have yeah. to climb up to the top and zip line like they did at the very last hole last oh, year. Man. So that, that zip then they line have thing, to basically um, impale themselves upon this giant <laughs> stick coming out of the water. Otherwise, they and they just bounce off it so hard. They hit it so hard and just flail into the water. Some like did you? Somebody's going to get catch that there's knocked a, unconscious a motor on it. A what? Did you catch that there's a motor on it? No. So the oh the you mean the zip line down yeah the zip yeah line. yeah yeah I saw that <laughs> yeah the one lady that goes down and doesn't immediately wrap onto it it pulled of her the, back the momentum gave a head it, start it goes back and then motors and pulls her into it yeah it was hilarious yeah they, there are <laughs> they must have some real good waivers to sign this year oh yeah they, there's definitely some stuff in there that you're like wow that could have hurt really bad yeah, there were some people getting wrecked and. Uh, I, I, to some degree, I kind of don't blame that young lady that, because that windmill, that windmill one, uh, it, it's what, uh, double Dutch courage. Yeah. Uh, the, I, it looks like it hurts when it hits people. Oh, it, it really looks like it. It'll definitely does. Out. At least they're knocking them into a pool now. Last year, they just landed on some mats. That's right. Now they're at least flying into a pool. <laughs> it's a little she softer. Just, she just, uh, she just at the last minute like punched out and just jumped in the pool. <laughs> but uh, so as I'm watching, a pi- they do a pirate ship kind of themed one, and some guy in a pirate ship walks out, and I immediately look. I'm like, is that John Lovitz? Long John Lovitz. Long John Lovitz, who you know what did the most impressive thing in the whole show? Agreed, it was, was impressive. Chip a shot. Chip a shot with two eye patches. First, he did one with one on eye patch. <clears throat> Closest to the T gets one eye patch. Whoever was farthest from the T, he's completely blindfolded. And it was a it was a good shot. Yeah. So I got to ask you: Do you think? Do you think that there are multiple takes, and they they took the one where he made it? Possibly, but I know he golfs, and I think he's a decent golfer. I know he's he's I, pretty much into it. I am it. not, and I'm not questioning his golf acumen. I'm just saying, like hitting a blind shot like right. that's got to be even hitting the ball. I would think would be pretty hard. I would think that if he did hit it in the water, they would film it again. What else are you going to do, right? I always assumed like when the robot used to hit it, and then uh, Steph Curry used to hit one. I always assumed that took more than one take too. You think so? I think so. Yeah, you can tell it's edited. I'd be shocked if there wasn't at least one time where they had to do it again because the shot was too, didn't go into the little area it was supposed to. The little swimming pool. So I wouldn't be shocked if it took two takes a couple times, but still, it's still pretty cool. Yeah, dude. Like Riggle's on his game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Riggle and Fuego. I I always always trip on it. Joe Tessator. 
Yeah, like they both of them, like they're can't. It's one of those things of uh, I forget. Have you watched Nailed It, Travis? Yes. Oh, yes. Like, um, uh, I, t- I talk because my wife loves Nicole Byers, mm-hmm. and I talk about how uh, like her and Jacques seem to have chemistry right off the bat. But like, right. I think they're in season three now. Mm-hmm. You can tell those two just adore each other. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely and having like fun. I, I listen to Nicole Byers' podcast, and she will. She'll talk. She will talk so lovingly about both Jacques and Wes about how much <laughs> she just loves working with them. But uh, you can kind of tell like uh, Rob, Rob and Joe seem to get like they have really great chemistry and they get along well, pretty well. And I, I, I like well, to say I like in <laughs> what they're doing is it's sort of like when you watch Young Frankenstein, because the humor in it is not necessarily over the top like, you know, Jim Carrey talking with his butt or anything like that. It's very normal sounding things, but it's so outrageous that it's funny. Does that make sense? Like they can say something just playing dumb, basically like Rob Riggle can. And and Joe Tessitore's, you know, straight man, like is what balances it. Yeah. Yeah. Avocado. I mean, that's a funny thing. You're just, you're just saying the word incorrectly. You're mispronouncing avocado, but it's not so over the top that it's like he's singing a song or, you know, doing some wacky thing from the nineties. He's just using words to be funny. Uh, like I kind of liken it to they're both staying in their lane. Like mm-hmm. raw, I get the sense that I'm sure it's not that way all the time, but I get the sense that Rob, they're just kind of letting Rob be funny. Well, and his goal, his goal it, is to make, is to crack everybody up. Yeah. And uh, I, th- there are a few things that I'm, I'm sure that they coach him to say, usually when it's like guests or things like that. Right. But for the most part, I really think he is just being funny because he is a really funny guy. Whereas on the other side of it, Joe, Joe is Joe is funny, but he's not. You can tell he's not trying to have people punch him up stuff so that he looks funny. He is doing his job as a commentator and then playing along with Rob when he can. He's Bud Abbott to Rob Riggle's Lou Costello. Exactly. So yeah, I'm. I'll tell you what. Like I, it was a real surprise last season that that show ended up being so captivating. <laughs> so I'm not usually super big on game shows, but uh, I really do like that show, and I'm really excited that it's back. Speaking of, I just I I'm glad they took it to the next level because it would have been easy to you know change a thing here or there, but they totally like ramped everything up, which which is good. Like they're like, all right, this caught on. Let's let's really let's get the hook in there this time yeah and speaking of just before uh before i headed up to record uh titan games is back oh with the rock yeah i've never and seen any of those another one those are more serious I, right uh yes oh yes i'm <laughs> kind of uh i'm kind of sad that i didn't get on the ground level of that like gabe watched all those and then he was like dad these are great you need to check this out and we i started watching kind of around where he was at late in the show but uh like pretty pretty fun kind of American gladiators type stuff, but like I have not seen a uh I have not seen a game show like that where like I really got wrapped up in the heart of the contestants. Like uh. specifically the 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 female contestants were there was just a lot of heart. It was really really fun to watch and I you know Does we'll it do the little catch. the little mini mm-hmm. documentaries on each contestant? 
Well, that was the thing is I was watching too late in the season where Gabe kind of caught me up on like, oh, this girl's doing it for her sister. This this woman is, you know, her family's here and this is what they think of her. And she's doing mm. it because, you know, she had cancer and she's trying to, you know, she's trying to prove that she's back kind of thing. But like, like I, I, Travis, I'm not too, I'm not too proud to say like I tear it up a little watching some of it because it just, it's so physically like Dwayne Johnson. I, I assume he's had some, you know, input on this. Like these physical things are very taxing. Oh, and I'm sure. Women specifically, not so much the men, although the men were entertaining and really neat guys, but a lot of them are strong in a way that even the stuff that he put out, like they're tired when they're done, but you know, they, they still got some in the tank. Whereas the right. the women, they would finish theirs and just like it would just everything they put they left everything on the uh the obstacle course, I guess. And it was just it just it really it's a real heartfelt thing, and I'm, I, I hope that they uh, they catch that fire for a second season. I'm sure they will if it's if it's already got a second season. You so know, they put their money. If you didn't watch it. it, if you didn't watch it, Trap, I would encourage you to go back and watch a few episodes here and there and get through because it it's really entertaining. Maybe I'll give it a shot. I've never watched. Pretty, I've uh, never really watched uh, American Ninja Warrior either. <laughs> well, well, the, you know, I, I know yeah, Matt American Eisman. Ninja Warrior. Uh, I know a guy who's been on American Ninja Warrior a couple times, and it's, you know, it, American Ninja Warrior is fun, but to some degree, those obstacles are set up for people to not to be kind of lucky to get through them. Mm-hmm. Some of them. There is and an interesting also, story about that where nobody had beat it, and then in the same show, two people beat it. It's almost like one person did it. And it almost gave permission to everybody else like, oh, this can actually be done. So somebody beat it and beat the guy's record like a half an hour later. Uh, the One of the ones that uh, my friend was on, the thing that kind of would keep getting people when I watched the episode, it seemed to be, is they had a, a series of rolling logs. And that one, it just it just almost seemed like, you know, it was, you know, you can try and run across these three things, but it's pretty... It's not, it's not like physical science figuring out how to do it. Like you're going to, some amount of luck is going to be happening here. Did you ever watch even, Wipeout? Not, I mean some. You remember the, the big isn't... balls? <laughs> Every once in a while, they had the big giant balls, right? Well, I don't, I don't remember that contestant in particular. Travis. No, not I a mean, contestant, you know, Jake. I keep the eyes upstairs. He, I mean, he, he was the big ball contestant after the show was over. <laughs> some oh, swelling okay. no they had these big I'm red balls sure. you had to jump across and every once in a while somebody would make it oh, look oh, yeah, super yeah, yeah, easy yeah. but for the most part like 95 percent of the people made it look like it was jumping to the moon it was just impossible and then you'd get somebody that's like doo, 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 and then they're done <laughs> yeah like wipeout wipeout's barely a game show like it's set up specifically for neck injuries right? wipeout is one of my favorite shows of all time <laughs> i love okay. wipeout I'm not mad at it, you know, but, uh, yeah, but the other thing about American Ninja Warriors, there, there, there's like some cachet in corny stunts and things like that. Like somebody mm-hmm. doing it in their underwear, things like that. <laughs> but like, you know, um, and, uh, Titan Titan games is more like it, it it's a, a lot more like where, uh, Ninja Warriors, it's a course where, um, Titan games is like American gladiators. Like you have events and then yeah. you have the big, the big one at the end. So it's not just the same course over and over and over again. 
No, no. I mean, right. it, you know, the, you see events repeated here, but uh, but no, it's like the the last. I think the last course is the one that you'll see every episode. The last yeah, course is dessert. Oh, <laughs> I could go for that. God, I haven't I haven't had dessert in so long because I don't really make desserts. I had some uh, mint a, chocolate chip ice cream last night. Oh, that hit the spot. Yeah, right. it was it was all right. So I, I've so, been watching something. Oh, wait, wait, uh, you know, let me. This won't take long. I'm going to finish up my uh, series of people Travis knows. It's, oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to, Travis. I hate to interrupt. Okay. Um, today while I was hanging out, I watched uh, three episodes of a little show called The Midnight Gospel. Oh yeah, Duncan Trussell. I've seen it. it. Yeah. Oh, you've seen it. Then. Yeah, it's outstanding. Especially. So then, do you did do you, you know see Travis the last episode? I've only seen three episodes. I've only the seen last episode. The, I'm the I'm going to warn that. you right now as your friend. I, I, I you're, kind of you're going to cry. I kind of know what it is. I'm I'm okay with it. It's that. about it's about his relationship with his mother before, like she had yeah. cancer, and he sat down and recorded an episode of his podcast with her. So it yeah. kind of it, it takes you through a journey, and it's it's really amazing. Like the show really is amazing what they did. You know, it's the, it, 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 it's, you know, Duncan Trussell and the guy who did uh, Adventure Time mm-hmm. and, you know, the Adventure Time influence super shows like all the, you know, all the kind of setup animation stuff is right. just straight up. I, I did Adventure Time, but I also want right. to be a little, little gross with it. And Duncan's great. I love Duncan. I've met him a couple times. He's, he's really cool. Uh, but yeah. I know Joey Diaz is in an episode. He's yeah. in a few episodes. Uh, who else? Who else is Another in good there? buddy of yours. I'm trying to remember now off the top of my head. Yeah, jo- Joey Diaz sticks out as right. uh, yeah, as Joey Diaz. Who else? Uh, Christina P. Oh, is she in one? In it a lot. Yeah, she's in a few of them. Oh, I didn't I've know she so- did voices. She, in, she did voices in two of them that I've seen so far. Because ah. I look at the voices at the end because I, I just want to see who's doing stuff. I didn't know she had done some. Nice. Um, I really enjoyed that show, though. It, it's a little it's it's a little uh, psychedelic <laughs> in nature. Oh yeah, it's, to watch it. it, it's just full on super 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 psychedelic, and that's that's fine. It it lends to the because these come come to find out they're just interviews. Yeah, it's uh, it's actual episodes from Duncan's podcast, and they'll do some little interstitial things to tie things together. Yeah. That you know he did some voiceover for, but the bulk of it is just actual interviews, and some of them are really engaging. Some of them, basically, I think are there just so they can animate something cool about what they're talking about. But the very last episode, the one with his mother, I, I highly recommend that to anybody. It's it's really emotional. It's it's kind of fascinating to find out because these are mostly the the first one. It said Doctor Drew, and I'm like. What is it? Is it just that Dr. Drew? Yeah, like, it is. Out, yeah. And they're just going to talk about marijuana. And then the, I think it was the third one, um, hearing all this stuff about magic and being in jail. Mm-hmm. And I get to them. I'm like, okay, who's this guy? So I look at him I'm like, Oh, he was one of the West Memphis three. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> that's what, that's what this, what happened to this guy. Huh? Right. And uh, I didn't really, I didn't really ever, I didn't know quite the, the woman in the second one, but I mean, it's all, it's all kind of fascinating talk, like about death and the acceptance of death. And then, uh, you know, like I said, the, 
that West Memphis three guy and talking about like prison life and, and magic and, you know, and various uh, philosophies and then Dr. Drew and his takes on, on drug use. It's all, you know, I, I'm surprised by how chill it was. I figured it was going to be, I honestly thought it was going to be kind of, uh, well, I, I didn't know it was going to be an interview show, but hmm. I, I assumed it was going to be kind of, you know, a, a existential dread for teens kind of show and, and watching it like, Oh no, I, I'm really into the chill vibe of this. The premise of the show is he's a, he's a character. He has some device that allows him to go through different dimensions and he just goes and finds a random person and interviews the random person in another dimension or dimension. And just, he, just he changes his avatar up podcasting. Too. Yeah. So he just has all of his gear that kind of float their like little cameras, little drones that fly around and they record the podcast. So whatever's happening is they're usually walking or in doing some task and then all these weird creatures are all around them the whole time. So it's, it's very, you know, they're not just sitting there. Uh, yeah. Menacing clowns. Uh, <laughs> it's really weird. Guy but it's, with a crew it's fun. full of cats for a <laughs> ship scavenging. It's, yeah. It's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. I, I really dig it. And I, I believe, I believe there's going to be a second season of it, which I know from the, what it sounds like the, the way that the first one ends, it seems like that's something that would put a real good button on it that, but I mean, if it's an interview sure, show, sure, go ahead. I think the intent is they want to do more. Uh, and it, I know the first couple of weeks it was out, it was in the top 10, you know how it ranks the top 10 now. So, yeah. and, and it was doing really well. The problem is they, Netflix doesn't really tell you the numbers usually. Every once in a while, if it's something they really want to brag about, they'll release the numbers. Uh, but usually they don't really tell people. So I don't know, hopefully there'll they'll be another one. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to tell you about something that I watched. I've watched three episodes of this. Everybody that I know has been talking about The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. And oh, okay. I don't have ESPN. I have ESPN Plus, but it isn't on there yet. And apparently Netflix had something to do with it, so it's going to end up on Netflix. I'm looking excited to, or I'm excited to to see those when they come out to stream. But as so far, I haven't been able to see it. However, I do have the WWE Network, and they have put out a documentary. It started three weeks ago. Uh, they're on episode three. I just watched it, and it's about the Undertaker, basically. And uh, in 2017, he decided to. Uh, let a camera crew start following him around. And it's right before his match with Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, with Roman Reigns <laughs> at WrestleMania. And his hip is really bad. You don't know what he's doing on the range. <laughs> that's true. He's home. He actually is home on the range. He, that's where the deer and the antelope play. <laughs> home in Roman range. And you know what? He likes it there because seldom has heard a discouraging word. And you know, when he comes out to the arena, uh. he gets a lot of booze. So that's why well, he feels I, home on the range. I would say though, for and, and this is my out, this is my outside thing. But from hearing like you know wrestling podcasts and stuff, like Roman Reigns' rise, uh, it has seemed like he has seldom heard a discouraging word as far as you know going up in the ranks. Yeah, but the fans, like the the smart fans, I'm doing quotations. Are you talking uh, about the Smarks? Yeah, the Smarks. They hate him. Why yeah. do they hate him? I don't know. They they can't really tell you. The same reason they hated John Cena is they feel like he was the chosen one or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, they seem like good people that aren't going to embarrass the company. That's kind of what you want in a, in a business. I mean, 
look at who runs the WWE. He's done a lot of things that are yeah, are not great. He <laughs> he's done a lot of bad things in his life. So to have somebody in front of the company that is going to be a good person, uh, you can't blame him for going with him. Anyway, so the Undertaker, he his hip is super messed up. He's getting ready to wrestle Roman Reigns, and it's it kind of follows him leading up to that match and what happens after the match because he, he did intend for that to be his last match. At the end of the match, if you're a wrestling fan, you know uh, Roman Reigns beats him. He folds up his jacket and his gloves and his hat and leaves him at the center of the ring and then walks out. Well, like six months later, he's watching the match with his wife, who was also a wrestler, Michelle McCool, and he's embarrassed by it. And he's disgraced that because uh, there was some flubs in there and they were they were his fault. And he is embarrassed that he gave Roman Reigns that kind of match. So he starts deciding, well, I'm going to do another one. So then he comes back, does another one. It's okay. Basically, it's just him hemming and hawing on whether it's time to hang it up. And his wife even says at one point in one of the episodes, he's got this vicious cycle where he's like, because eventually he gets his second hip replaced and he feels really good. And he's like, I think I can do a few more matches. And she's like, here we go again. He's going to come back. He's going to do a match. It's going to be a bad match. And he's going to say, I got to redeem myself. So he's going to get back into shape again. I think at the end it's going to, because it leads up to the match he just had with uh, AJ Styles at WrestleMania, the, the cinematic one I told you about. Yeah. And I think that's where it's finally going to go. This is, you know, the ending fitting of The Undertaker and he's done. But he just keeps going on these, I'm done. Ah, I got to come back. I'm done. And it's kind of interesting to watch because he actually so shows vulnerability because this is a guy Mark Calloway, who's never, he's always been kayfabe. He was always, if he was in public, he was the undertaker. He was probably the most serious of any of those guys to not show what he's really like as a person outside of it. And this, you know, it shows him before a match and he's like kneeling down and he's basically having a panic attack because he doesn't believe in himself because he oh, wow. hasn't wrestled in a year and Triple H sees him and sees that he's, you know, have having a moment. So he kneels down and basically gives him a little pep talk before he goes out. But it's showing all these vulnerabilities about his body breaking down, about him not believing in himself, wondering if he can still do it, if he should still do it. It's really, really cool to watch uh, a person show their vulnerabilities like that. So if you're into wrestling or even redemption stories or stuff like that, it's it's a pretty good watch. That does sound pretty interesting. I, I hope he does hang it up. I you know, professional wrestling is definitely one of those things that uh, I I feel for a lot of the guys who just they can't leave it. Their mm-hmm. bodies are just destroyed. They probably and in, in, in mo- uh, several cases leave kind of a a lot of you know personal destruction in its wake. And and some some guys know, like like personal destruction. Jake the Snake Roberts is back. Yeah, that that was he's on AEW. <laughs> He just he just had a on Saturday night he had a program with Mike Tyson basically because he came out with a bad guy Mike Tyson tam- came out with Cody Rhodes who's the good guy and then they were kind of like the the guy in the corner and they had an interaction so Jake the Snake is still I mean I, I assume he probably needs the money which you know good for him that he can still do it but it is like he couldn't do too much physically I don't think so it is weird that yeah. they get sucked in and they just can't get out. 
Yeah, there there are guys like Jake Roberts where they just fell into just fell into like vice and ruin. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there are guys maybe like the more like the Undertaker or several other ones where you know they they can barely move but also at the same time can't help but keep going back to this thing that hurts them worse and worse every time. Right. No, that's exactly what the documentary is about. So it, it's pretty cool. So I'm interested to yeah, see where it goes. If it announces his retirement at the end, which it should, because that, that match at WrestleMania 36, the cinematic match, uh, that is probably the best way that he's going to go out. It, he goes out, he gets on his motorcycle, he raises his arm in the air, some lasers shoot the Undertaker symbol on a building, they play some Metallica music, and he drives away <laughs> on, on his American badass motorcycle. I thought you were going to say some lasers shoot the Undertaker. I'm no. like, no, Undertaker! <laughs> no, they, they, they shot his logo onto a building. It was cool. It was like, it was probably the same laser they used in the 90s, to be honest with you. <laughs> but it, I don't know. It's a good documentary. He drives if you like off wrestling. into the distance, only to be hit with by a semi driven by <laughs> the barrel, who is now Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah Russell Crowe is he's he's a thick fella in that movie. I couldn't oh, help yeah. but notice some uh, resemblances because when I was younger, I somebody told me I looked like Russell Crowe. This is like when he was in Gladiator, so I took it as a compliment. Now, if people start saying you look like Russell Crowe in that movie where he's a big fat angry guy, then I'll probably you, be like, oh, thanks a lot. Did you see the nice guys? No, I need to see that. I really like that movie. Yeah, I've wanted to see it, and I've just... Either it wasn't streaming when I wanted to see it, or I just didn't think about it when it was streaming. But it is on my list of things. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, that that's a movie that, that um, paints a older, maybe slightly out of shape uh, Russell Crowe really well. But also just a fun movie. I really... I really had fun watching that movie the couple times. That With Ryan Gosling, right? Mm-hmm. 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 It's in the 70s, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. These are all good things. Yeah. Fun movie. All right. Well, we're at an Welcome hour. Fun should, movies out there. Yeah. Should we hit a couple a couple news things and then and then get out of here? Yeah, give yeah, give sure, the people sure. their you, episode? The, the little bit of news that's out there. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few things. Uh, it's a weird one. I'm not exactly sure why, but Ruby Rose departs Batwoman. I don't know if it's because yeah. I know when she first signed on, there was a lot of negativity about it. I don't know oh, if it's, boy, I... if she's just been dealing with that and she's had enough. But I know she also broke her neck filming something. I don't know if it was Batwoman yeah. or a movie. So yeah. maybe she's having complications with that because it is a lot of action. But uh, hopefully they'll find somebody because oh. they're going to keep doing the series. I don't know if they're just going to throw somebody in and just say it's it's her now or if they're going to have a backstory to where it's a different character. I don't know what they're going to do. But you know, yeah. best of luck to everybody there, I guess. When I when I saw that news, I, I popped into a uh, comment section or two and they, some real pieces of work with some great opinions about that. Yeah. So If you're a troll out there, just honestly, don't listen to this because I don't like you and I don't want you to listen to my podcast. And if you have a problem with that, you feel free to message me because I'd love to have a conversation with you. I don't know how anyone gets into being a part of like some big nerd franchise. I don't know how you have a good time doing that anymore. I know. Why would you watch Star Wars just to hate it? Why do you? It just sounds like, you know, the people you're working for are making things hard for you. The people that you're supposedly trying to please are making things hard for you. Mm -hmm. You get the... At the end of the day, you 
probably get a boatload of money, but you know, a lot of the people who are, who are, uh, you know, on things like Marvel movies or star Wars movies or DC movies, they're already doing pretty good. So I think so many people out there, they feel like they have a voice and well, this should go this way. Star Wars should have gone this way. This, this should have been the star and they didn't do what I wanted. So I hate them now. I think people are just spoiled and entitled about everything. Well, they've been winning a little bit lately. You know, you got the delay Sonic so they can make it not ugly Sonic. Uh, Which was a Snyder good thing. Cuts coming out. Did you ever see I mean, that movie? A, it, no. It's it, a fun movie. I, I'm not here to judge whether or not that's a good thing because the, the first Sonic that they had was unequivocally a nightmare. Was I, I would say I don't think the Sonic it, backlash was the same as like rose tico backlash i think the sonic oh, was no. was people like you and me seeing it and going oh that looks terrible <laughs> that does not look good yeah oh yeah no but i mean it was it was something that came about specifically due to backlash and the same thing of the stupid ass snyder cut being released right. now is, yeah you know and who knows if it's even going to be any better than the original cut how Everybody what, thinks it's going to be better, but do? Zack Snyder is far from flawless. Turn things around. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess they're going to have they, dark side in it. Like, so I guess there's that. I don't know. Bah, 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 I say. I love all but those characters, like, and I love, I love things that they did in the movie, but I'm willing to admit it's not a good movie, but I still like watching it. Can't, I don't know why people ha- think everything has to be the greatest thing that's ever happened or it, it's it's a failure. That's not sustainable. It's not realistic. No. Sometimes no, things I mean, it's okay if something's entertaining. <laughs> Whether yeah. it's good or bad. Yeah. You you're paying yeah. to be entertained. Were you entertained? Apparently it entertained them enough that they want to If we're talking about Last all, Blood, the answer is no. Yeah, I still haven't gotten to that one. No. My son bought all of the Rambo movies though, except John Rambo. That one didn't come with it. So he's got to he's got to track down John Rambo. Presumably not Last Blood either. No, he bought Last Blood. It was in a different pack. Oh. Huh. The pack came. He bought him on 4K because he's a 4K snob. I think it's John hilarious. Rambo's one of the John Rambo's one of the good ones. Yeah, that's the one I he like, didn't know existed. I really like First Blood, and I really like John Rambo. The rest of them, like the the ones between First Blood and John Rambo, I just feel like got caught up in 80s action movie hell and kind of lost the thread of what first blood was trying to say. And then John Rambo kind of does a, seems to do an admirable job of trying to pull things back to that. And <laughs> the less said about it, we, 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 we put it all out there for last right. blood. So, so that was Ruby Rose. Uh, I couldn't remember who else had been cast in the Mandalorian last week. And as soon as we were done, I looked it up. It's Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. I like we, lo- we love I like the Oliphant here. Yeah. Yeah, he's he is a charming, handsome, good actor guy. So, so who knows who he's going to be? Complain about that at all? Some people think he's going to be, and I can't remember the character's name, but he's like a a sheriff on some planet, maybe Tatooine, and he finds Boba Fett's um like a uh, suit basically because it gets spit out by the Sarlacc, and yeah, he finds it I, and starts. I I had... He's in a book. It's in I think the aftermath books. Yeah. So he yeah, wears the I, I had heard he, he wears the suit around and he's kind of parading as uh as Boba Fett and then I think Boba Fett tracks him down. I don't know if he kills him and takes it or if he just says, "Hey, 
you're doing good things, but that's my stuff. I don't I don't know. I haven't read the book. Hey. But hey, people people at, are thinking he's going to play that. Look inside the armor there, and then a, in, on the back of the armor, written in permanent marker, it says "Be Fet." I think the main reason people are thinking he's going to be that character is because you know he was on Justified and Deadwood playing playing a, a, a cowboy, basically. So I think that yeah. just that's just the correlation everybody's made. Whether he plays that or not, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure he's going to be good Never. no matter what he's playing. You ever seen Deadwood or Justified? Uh, I have started Deadwood. I've seen like eight episodes or so. Both very good. Yeah. Uh, and then the last news item I see is uh, a Labyrinth sequel is in the works. The director that directed Doctor Strange is going to direct it. And it's it's the Jim Henson company that's doing it. So I'm sure if you are enjoying the or enjoyed the uh, Dark Crystal Resistance, Age of Resistance, and what they did there, it's kind of exciting to see or to think about what they're going to be able to do with Labyrinth. What would you want from a Labyrinth sequel? I think I would just want something in the universe with completely different characters. There, You don't need to have somebody be Jareth the Goblin King because David Bowie's passed away. You don't need to see... I mean, maybe you have Jennifer Connelly at the beginning and she's got kids now. Maybe that get pulled into it. I don't know. Yeah, something kinda, something kinda of that my, effect. Uh, Kind of my take on it is Bowie's dead, and I don't right. know, I don't know what I would want besides, you know, like oh man, like think about think about old Bowie, old Bowie is the Goblin King again. Would have been real fun. I want to see Billy Corgan as the Goblin King. No, <laughs> dressed up in the in his small wonder costume, <laughs> <laughs> like subtitle Labyrinth yeah. Two: The Labyrinth Is the Vampire. But they can bring back Hoggle just. Tommy Lee Jones is looking for work. He can play that. Yeah. Uh, yeah the the go. big the big orange guy. I can't remember his name with the horns. He was always cool looking. You can bring back those characters, and then just have a new Goblin King. Yeah, it could be fun, man. Who is, is going to be? Yeah, who would they? Who would they cast as Goblin King that you would put up with? I think. I think it's not, going. It's not who would you want. It's who would they cast because it's definitely whoever you want is not someone they're going to cast. You could also get uh, Jermaine Clement from uh, Flight okay. of the Concords okay. playing you Jared. The right person. <laughs> that I could would, be fun. Okay, you know what? You've brought me on trap. Jermaine Clement. <laughs> I would definitely be on board for that. I'm David Bowie. Have you ever seen that episode where he plays different versions of Bowie, and one of them is the Goblin King? No, I should watch. Oh, he actually did it. It's it's great, but there's an episode where he dresses up and he walks like he is appearing to Brett Brett McKenzie, trying to like help him out with his personal life, and it's Bowie doing it, and he walks down the side of the wall like the Goblin King would. It's pretty funny. (laughs) No, the only thing I know from Flight of the Concords is uh, business socks. Ah, business time. Business time, yeah. I and that's really nice. It's business time. It's a fun. It's a fun show. But yeah, I think I if they got if they got like a, a legit like rock and roll star, like I don't know the guys. I don't know. There's like all sorts of the guy from the what's Brendan Flowers or uh, who's uh, Brandon Yuri, something somebody like that. That's kind of like a glam rock type of person nowadays. That could be a Goblin no, I, King. I, I don't know. I think you. I think you nailed it in one. I think Jermaine. Jermaine, <laughs> it would be good if they could. If they could get him, that's like perfect casting. I think they could probably get him. He's gettable. 
he's very talented and he's very funny. Oh, like, but um, I think he's gettable. That show that I was watching, uh, well, that show, uh, Legion, Jermaine Clement in Legion, mm-hmm. and really good in it. And I don't know how much uh, it. He tweets about it a fair amount, so I don't know if he really has any pull or anything with that uh what we do in the shadows tv show or if it's just a matter of like it's something it's just something he was i think he's been on an episode or two from what i heard but i haven't i haven't watched it i I have a facebook friend saying it's the funniest show on tv so i should probably get on watching it shortly after i watched what we do in the shadows i started watching the series and it didn't it didn't really grab me but you know maybe i'll yeah maybe it takes a few episodes a lot of shows take a few episodes so we're not werewolves. We're swear. We're I, not swearwolves. We're werewolves. I <laughs> we're not swearwolves. Yeah, I really, uh, for something like uh, what's it called? Um, you know that sort of mockumentary mm-hmm. outside of like Spinal Tap or Mighty Wind or things like that. It's, it's hard to really get into it. But man, I really, really like what we do in the shadows. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, they did a great like, job. Really with it. charming characters. All right, I think I think we're done, Jake. What do you think? Yeah, I think we're, it, we're done for this week. Good. I think I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We did it. We're over an hour. Hour thirteen. We said it. We meant it. We stole said the mama's credit. And forget it. Oh yeah. Boom shakalaka. Can they still do that? <laughs> uh, probably not. I never saw anybody do it before. Big. Never saw anybody do it after big. Was that from big? Yeah, oh, man, that must be yeah. where I remember it from. It was uh, yeah, Tom right. Hanks and his little buddy. That's how he proved that he was the grown-up version of of the kid. Oh, who else could know that whole rhyme, oh. right? Well, if you're out there and you're big and you want to let us know about it, later to the tater at gmail.com is the web address. Web address, the email address you can get a hold of us at. We're always scanning them addresses. Send us something, please. Um, outside of that, if you can't be bothered to send us an email, Hey man, subscribe to the podcast. If you've done that, if you've gone that far, go a little farther. Give us four, give us a four star, four star. What? I mean, four star, four is better than three star rating, but it doesn't cost you anymore to give us that extra fifth star. Shoot for the moon. Give us that five. (laughs) Give us the five star rating. Write us a one sentence review. We like to be visible on your various uh, your various podcast providers. Apple Podcast is the one everybody has, so we'd love it if you do that. But we're not going to kick a five star pod bean out of bed for eating crackers. No, no. You know, I like to be uh, visible. I also like to be indivisible. <laughs> Late to the party with Travis Tate is indivisible. Uh, I like the liberty and justice, but I'd like to keep it for myself. Oh, not for all, just for you. No. You know, you got to conserve so, conserve that justice. You know that? Please tell a friend about our podcast. We'd like to we'd like to get some ears on us. You're the only one that can help us with that, really. Word of mouth. Burn the weeds. Word of Okay. <laughs> hey Trav, you you got anything you want to promote while we're Um, this weekend I am going to be opening up for the very funny Adam Ray. He was in the Ghostbusters, if you remember the the 2016 Ghostbusters that I'm sure many of you like, uh, I do. I thought it was very funny. He's the he's the rock singer that gets blown into the speakers by the ghost. But he's in a lot of other things. He's in Heat. He's very funny. 
He's in uh, Heat? Who is he in Heat? He's like a bad guy. He's a henchman kind of. Not the main bad guy, but he is a bad guy. In, he's, not, not, he's not the main guy. Was he Henry Rollins? No, he, he's... I'm talking Heat with... Uh, uh, oh, Jen, the Jenny, Heat. Melissa McCarthy and uh, what's her little Sandra Bullock? Yeah, that's the that's the Heat. Okay, the, the Heat. Big distinction between Heat <laughs> and the Heat. Yeah, I, if 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 you, I mean, if you're a fan of you know the original one with uh, De Niro and all those guys, then yeah, he's oh, not in that one. Spectacular movie. Anyway, uh, he's also not books in on, Harlem Heat, the the '90s uh, tag team. Books on so, minerals, baby. <laughs> But he's very funny. Uh, Friday and Saturday night at Wise Guys downtown location. I think the Jordan Landing one's going to be opening up here very shortly. They were doing some renovations while uh, everything was closed down, and now everything is opening back up. And that one's going to be. If you've been to the downtown one, there's quite a few renovations down there too. So even the Ogden one, they look great. There's there's lights on the side of the stage, so it looks show busy. It looks to me like the Muppet, the you know the Muppet Show stage, which to me is the epitome of show business. So I'm I'm pretty happy with it. It looks great. All right. All right. Well, you know, usual the same old thing. Uh, Blue Wave Theory does our music. We appreciate getting to use that. So uh, outside of that, I will say else you want to talk about last week. I reiterate, or I want to reiterate what I said last week. If you have like a small business and you want some free shout outs on a podcast, let me know, send me a message. I didn't get any, but uh, I would be happy to, you know, help you out because everybody needs to help each other out a little bit. I'm not going to ask for any money. I just want to be a, be a good citizen. Uh, I will say, speaking of small businesses, wise guys watch their lineups daily because I can't tell you, but there are some really big comedians that do stadiums that are looking to get on stage and they could very well be coming to wise guys. So, and they'll sell out in a hurry because they can only sell like 150 tickets a show right now because of the social distancing rules. So those shows are going to sell out a lot. So just check it every once in a while. Wish I could tell you, I really do, but just in case they don't come is why I don't want to tell you. But that's all I have all right, to say. Well, well, then, with that said, for uh, for beefy Russell Crowe's out there, this has been Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate, and better Tate than never.